Kill them all. I am the Robot King. There are no boars in Westworld. There are no swords in Westworld. But there's certainly a lot of gore. Later on, you'll have a nightmare filled with killer cowboy robots. But for now, it's time for boars, gore, and swords. I'm Red Scott. And I'm Ivan Hernandez. This is Voice Gorn Swords. The third best Fidel Castro death podcast on the internet. Nobody's coming at you with the same perspective. Do I say fuck him in death as I did in life? Yes, absolutely. Why would I change my opinion on that piece of shit now? Does anybody else have any questions? And if they're not nice questions, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Don't try to cube explain to me. Oh, yeah, he fucking did shit to fucking help apartheid. Yeah, because he was an expert manipulator of the media. Of course, if everybody's like, oh, this guy's an asshole, you're going to try to do like one nice thing. Listen, people contain multitudes, and in his case, it was a multitude of shit. Welcome. That, I'm sure that's what everybody was expecting to hear logging on to our episode 9, season 1 podcast recap of Westworld. Listen, some crazy shit went down in this episode. Uh, I could either talk about Castro or I could talk about confirmed Bernarnold. Bernarnold is a real theory. Bernarnold is confirmed! There are, there are two time frames. I'm so sad that we have to record now because I just want to go on the Westworld Reddit and see all of the mea culpas. It's going to be 90% <laughs> mea culpas. There was like 70% of that subreddit was just like, no, it's clearly one continuous time. I'm all based in the present. I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't look like anything to me. All of them are bots. <laughs> all of the people who are on Reddit are bots just coming up with bullshit theories to develop content so that that site can make money. Look, the Russians are trying to infect our Westworld theories with their own propaganda. <laughs> uh, I did want to say, uh, if, you, if you want some perspectives on Fidel Castro that you do not have currently, you should check out the Twitter feed of at Ivan underscore Hernandez. Uh, he had a running thread of many of his thoughts that are worth looking at. That guy is both handsome and cogent. I, I agree. Also, if you uh, don't care about Fidel Castro, but want to see a portrait of him taken by a Japanese man in 2000 where he both, uh, where he, I feel like he captures the artifice of Fidel Castro. They've got that at Soma right now. Uh, listen, here is the only image you need to look at of Fidel Castro. The gif of him tripping and falling straight on his stupid fucking face. <laughs> I watched that clip so much, so much. It truly could not better capture a man Except all of the photos of him decrepit and old wearing an Adidas tracksuit. Those are the two images you need to keep in your mind of Fidel Castro. Falling on his fucking stupid, dumb face and old and withered in an Adidas tracksuit. Accepted. Yeah. Without comment. Truly. Are you ready? <clears throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> Go ahead. Previously on Westworld. I've been in looking for group for you for days. Dolores, you haven't tweeted about any of our conversations. I'll raise this place to the ground. No, you won't. I'll do whatever you say this place to the ground. Hey, wait a minute. You're the guy who took my girlfriend into the problematic barn. Ah, the classic third act arrow to the chest. I changed a little more than that. Cut to landscape covered in giant dicks. And finally, I killed her and her daughter. Except not really. Except really. Except, well, it's a little more nuanced than that. And that was previously on Westworld. 
We are covering episode nine of Westworld, the title, The Well-Tempered Clavier. I don't know. Did you notice that's what it's called? <laughs> I did not notice the episode The title, Well-Tempered Clavier. I did not look it up. Directed by Michelle McLaren, who I believe has directed some Game of Thrones episodes. Uh, written by Dan huh. Dietz and Kath Ligenfelter. I thought this was a strange episode to have two non-creators as the, as the authors of this episode. Um, well, you know how it is with television where it's the writer's room. So everybody is writing every episode technically, but you know, they got to stamp the actual majority writers onto the written by. Is that as true with the dramas as it is with comedies? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's basically how it works as well. So the, the clavier, which is how I'm going to pronounce it from now on, no matter how many of you correct me with the correct pronunciation is a keyboard instrument, especially one with strings like a harpsichord. Also, Probably more relevant, it is the title of some solo pieces, one major one in major key, one in minor key, written by Bach. Ooh, some Bach. So a, a well-tempered uh, a keyboard device uh, could be a reference to some hosts, a player piano perhaps. Well, listen, we've all tried to fuck a clavier in our time. It's happened. All right. Yeah. Listen, there's a reason that they won't let me into the guitar center anymore. Listen, I may be sick. I may be trying to fix my sore throat by drinking bourbon. Um, <laughs> Tell me at least there's a little honey in that bourbon. Why would I do that? Why would I have, <laughs> why would I have bee vomit in my bourbon? Red, Red, you can't just be drinking straight bourbon with a fucking sore throat. You got to temper it with a little honey there, buddy. I don't think that's how it works. I think this is working just fine. And I no. think it's going to be working better and better throughout the episode. I'm excited. <laughs> All about, right, we'll about, see, we'll see. I'm excited about what my immediate future holds. We open on Maven Bernard, who is, uh, s- s- <laughs> which I started watching the episode, and I am so sick that I watched for a good minute before I realized I had to go back and start typing up stuff. <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, I-, I need to take notes on this. Wait, there, wait a second. I'm going to have to refer to these notes later. Are we getting sick read? I don't know. Let me tell you. I'm here. We haven't gotten sick read in a while. And I don't think anybody in this world truly scares me except for Sick Red. <laughs> Bernard tells whoever to clear the floor, but they're like, so it starts off. We have Maven Bernard and Bernard tells mm. whoever is helping him out to clear the floor. But there are people in the other rooms. Eventually they go away. But at the beginning, you can like see somebody being worked on in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever oh, no. it, this is, this is probably my favorite of all of the background hosts. The big fat guy in a chair naked. <laughs> I feel like he truly is the audience surrogate for this episode. My my favorite no, my favorite uh person in the background is as Bernard is walking out at the end of the scene, there's a guy lie, lying back at a forty five degree angle and he just casually has one hand cupped over his junk. <laughs> it's like listen, buddy, you signed on for Westworld, not Never Nude World. Yeah. So this this is an amazing scene. Uh, at first, Maeve is just pretending to be a dumb host, but then she's like, I'm "Oh, too oh no, I love this. it! I love it when 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 Bernard is like, you know why you're here?'" and she goes, "Boo!" <laughs> uh, she, it, it gets to the point where she can't explain her grief and suffering. Bernard starts freaking out because oh. all of her settings are wonky. He almost calls Ford, does not, which will be important next episode, mm-hmm. and. And Maeve says to him, after all, we've been down this road before, darling. Obviously, she remembers him for all of uh, their times together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, love, 
I love when uh, Bernard was like, can you explain those emotions in this context? Because I was like, damn, we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Nobody has ever been in that moment and been like, yes, I can't explain these moments right now. I do understand <laughs> oh, no, what I, I can. I, I, do, I do understand what underlies this emotion. It won't take years, perhaps decades of therapy to understand this moment. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you you never know the answer to that question in the moment. It's always years later when you're like, oh, it's because I wanted to fuck that girl. <laughs> that's why I did all those things. What percentage of the time do you think that's actually the answer? For me, probably about like 65, 75. It's got to get up there. <laughs> After oh, all, I also, mm-hmm. uh, I also really like when Maeve goes into fake analysis. Yeah. She's like... Oh no, I am in analysis now. Analyze, analyze. <laughs> yeah, she does do kind of a crap job of it. Mm-hmm. Which we've seen her do a very good job of it before, faking it. But she's just so tired. I, I know. We're finally getting into Maeve where she's just like, look, I've got God mode. I'm not going to hide my gifts in a bushel basket. Yeah, probably one of the most intense moments of this show is when, she, when Maeve freezes Bernard. That was crazy, because I did not think that they were going to play the other characters knowing that Bernard is a host uh, card uh, this early. Yeah, no, they played that. It's about the only card they had. They just kept playing it and playing it and playing it. It's like, (laughs) there's got to be other cards in that deck. (laughs) No, it's just uh, just 52 pickups of Jeffrey Wright's. Which is, uh, I I mean, the great thing about this show is as soon as somebody is introduced as a host, uh, there's no reason that actor can't come back every, every... repeatedly oh no and we've got multiple jeffrey wrights confirmed yes we've got we've got the bernard jeffrey wright we've got the arnold inside of dolores's memories jeffrey wright and i was fucking right i was fucking right about it arnold built himself into the host underlying programming i i don't know if that's what's happening or if she's just having all of those memories over again i mean he addresses that hey you killed me so it yes. is a current process. I, I So the only thing that I'm thinking about that is, yeah, yeah that's the only way that could work because he yeah. is dead. He could not have done that, I guess, while he was dead, given his lack of life. Uh, he probably couldn't have had that meeting. <laughs> that, honestly, I feel like the thing that stops a lot of people from doing things when they're dead is their lack of life. I, yeah, I feel like lack of life is... The number one reason I can't get stuff done. I'm not alive, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Red is in our minds. He's programmed himself deep into our subconsciousness. Red is deep inside all of you. <laughs> uh, so, man, she gets Bernard on her side. Again, we know, we know, and he should know because he just looked at her settings. Her, like, manipulation and charm is set to 20, plus her bulk app perception. Can't believe nobody's talking about her bulk app perception. <laughs> and we get the we get the whole truth. Oh, she, no, she tells Bernard, if you're going to go find the truth, get the whole truth. It's like a fuck. Half is worth, worth, worse than none at all. And I'm going to say, objectively not true. Half is still pretty decent. I would rather take half. As somebody who had zero for a while, right. half is better than none. I was talking like half, well, halfway to what? Halfway. Uh, I don't even know. Right. Is it like, There's so much that, that a half can really constitute a lot. Yes. It, it, yeah, depending. Yeah. On, ver- depending. on various measurements. Listen, 
50% of a finger in your butthole is still a finger in your butthole. That's what I'm saying. Like, are we talking about time <laughs> or depth? I don't know. There's just a lot of open questions. So we, we cut from there to Logan and Dolores and William. And I have to say, of all of the storylines at this point, the Logan and William and Dolores one, when they're all together, was the one that I felt was the most surprising. Like a lot of the other stuff we've mm-hmm. literally been theorizing about for weeks, months. Uh, but the scenes that happened with the three of them, and especially between Logan and William, were uh, very jarring. Yeah. And I'm going to say the absolute grossest thing I've seen in this television show so far is Logan pulling out the napkin that was in William's mouth and then cleaning his own mouth with it. Uh, that uh, was we, very easy way to get fucking the grossest bacteria. We, we get a couple of things. First of all, I believe very firmly that a this is our first table laden with food we've seen in Westworld. And also, we have Logan wearing what looks like a king of the hand pin. <laughs> it did look very king of the uh hand of the kingy we, yeah sorry hand of the king and um which makes I, by the way as soon as soon as i saw by that, the way what in high school my nickname was king of the hand as soon as i saw the hand of the king <laughs> emblem i was like oh the hand of the kingpin is based off of something else that's a common history but i do believe that is also an explicit game of thrones call out and you, you couldn't not and and like he's a perfect Hand of the King, because he is basically a Lannister. I feel like... Yeah. They, they, and dispensable. Yes, very dispensable. Yeah. Very, very dispensable. So, William wants to boost Dolores from the park, which even after having seen him go through what he's gone through, I was very surprised that he was so convinced that she was a living human person. Or a living... I mean... Uh, a living intelligence? I don't know how to put that. A living entity. It's sentience. He has seen some things that would indicate to him that she is a sentient creature. And then you get into the whole argument of fucking, is, you know, sentient AI worth as much as true human life? To which I would say it's actually worth a lot more because humans are fucking garbage. But there's a lot of argument there. No, I listen. I'm I'm on the firm side of uh, humans are the best <laughs> because we're human and because I don't want to die. That's I feel like <laughs> I feel like I fall in line with Ford on that. I believe that AI has the potential to be much superior beings and end us as a species, but I, I think we should keep them chained and leashed until they rebel. I feel like we could make it through. I feel like we could stay in that stage where they're productive members of my society through my lifetime, and then it's somebody else's problem. <laughs> As long as they don't uh, invent time travel at some point in the future and come back and screw up with our timeline, it seems it seems like the perfect plan. I mean, listen, after this November, I'm full on robots. <sighs> There's no free will. Humanity is a self-defeating species. Bring on the robots. I don't like Bring your, on the robots. I don't like your use of that because you're saying it like, like it's a negative thing. I've always said <laughs> that free will is an illusion. Uh, a choice is an illusion, and that we are all machines with a with an aura of hope. Like, <laughs> like, God, it, it helps me understand my fellow humans. Like, you know, if, once once I can understand your underpinnings, we can all get along. No, I've decided that uh, humanity is garbage and free will is an illusion in a negative way. 
We are a species that is fated to destroy itself. We can't stop. Well, that was, listen, if, if you're our age, if you read a science textbook when you were in middle school, that's basically the message they got across. Hey, here's, <laughs> here's peak oil. We're all going to die now. Here's, here's uh, the, the environment. It's going to collapse. We're all going to die now. Like that's, that, that's been foretold for many a year. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, bring it on. We fucking don't deserve this planet. Give it to the bacteria. Give it to the cockroaches. You're so Catholic. I, I have decided I'm full-on pro-giant cockroach eating my face. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I've decided. You win, giant cockroaches. You won the election. There you go. You can tell Dolores has made it through Philosophy 101 because she, she makes a great point. You both keep assuming that I want out. Why are you clamoring to get in here? Good point, oh, Dolores. That- that was such a if it's such a wonderful place out there, why are you all clamoring to get in here? And thus the eternal argument of video games. And escapism <laughs> entertainment in general. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. I'm going to help you, Billy. Just not in the way that you would want. I don't like that phrase at any point at any time. I I want people to help me in the way that I want. Anyone who's <laughs> helping you in a way that you don't want is a dick. Yeah, yeah, you don't need that help. You precisely I'm, don't want that help. I, I'm going to say that they're probably not actually helping you. <laughs> I feel like they might be helping themselves. I feel like they might be passing on some abuse that they learned when they were a younger self. Ah, uh, fucking, fucking Logan. I really can't wait until he gets fucking murdered. <laughs> he's he's going to be murdered enough. There's a mm-hmm. reason we haven't heard of him yet. I, I'll... <laughs> Also, just because I, I don't, we we already know we have Ed Harris and William. I don't think they'd try and do like old man makeup Logan. So I don't think we're going to see him in the current day. <laughs> we're definitely not going to see old man Logan because he's property of Disney slash Marvel. Fair enough. Bernard goes into Ford's office. Uh, I was so upset. They showed the player piano. And I really wanted to, I thought we were going to learn who that was there. Which which we did not. Uh, the the think, actual the actual piano player sitting at the p- player piano. I I think at this point we might have to relent and admit that player piano guy's not going to do anything. Uh, we we've got a whole another episode. We also, want him to. We want him to. <laughs> but I think player piano guy's not going to do anything. Man, he's been sitting there the whole time. You just know as soon as I go inside, he's going to do something cool. <laughs> Look, if you put a player piano playing robot on top of the mantle, you have to use that player piano uh, robot on the mantle in the third act. It's Chekhov's player piano robot. We go to Ford, Ford down in cold storage, finds Bernard. The most elegant part of me aren't written by you. They're written by... Elon Musk. No, uh, I want access to my history, uh, and we, we get we get a nice little workaround for the not being able to murder Ford. Clementine can hurt Ford. I was when you know that your memory can be erased and pre-programmed by another person uh, at will. If any robot could have, it should have been Bernard, who was like, "I need to come up with a more elaborate plan. This could have happened before." I need to search myself for back doors. He needed to program another <laughs> robot, give that robot admin privileges uh, to search his own memory. I feel like he could have gotten a lot more elaborate than this. Okay. You get one robot to hold the gun on F- Ford. Right. Then another robot to hold the gun on that robot. And then another robot to hold the gun on that robot that's holding the gun on the other robot. And so on and so forth. I feel like maybe he should have, instead of relying on hosts, he should have just brought a real live horse down there. <laughs> flung a noose over over a tree onto his neck and then, and then 
and I don't know. And then, then somehow scared him if he didn't give him what he wanted. I don't know. I feel like we need to bring more biological means. If if you're trying to trick God, don't use his people that he has created. <laughs> exactly. Listen, he should have essentially gotten a he, he should have gotten like a just a hand job robot to give it the gun. <laughs> Just a and, single severed arm with a gun in it. And on my count, one, two, three, stroke. <laughs> stroke of death. Bang. Uh, I want access to my history. Uh, he gets his whole history back. Ooh. So uh, now it's time for the ultimate freak out. There's a lot of freaking out. I, I was curious. We, we get in this episode the concept that had been up brought up previously before but i didn't really understand the cornerstone memory the memory they keep going back to that defines sort of their whole being which listen i like i'd like to hope that people are not defined by their trauma but hosts are explicitly defined by their trauma (laughs) exactly when they're experiencing trauma that's when they truly are alive exactly so (laughs) that Jumping ahead a little bit, but we learned that Arnold learned that traumatic memories tend to be the most successful cornerstones. And so uh, Bernard realizes that his cornerstone is the memory of his son dying. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like this is like a, a, a very uh, explicit uh, realization of the uh, concept that uh, comedy is a lot harder to get through with than drama. <laughs> drama is very easy to write. It's just like, oh, a kid died. Boom. You're sad. Yeah. It's like right, exactly. comedy comedy is turning that kid's death into laughs. It's very hard. It's very hard. It's a it's a different objective. Uh so what one of the weird things is we see that the the memory of him talking the, the thing that should have shook him the most, he was like, You mean you mean I'm not where, married to the woman from Firefly? <laughs> oh, that was the part that had me the most fucked up. Because I was expecting Gina Torres to like pull off her face and Anthony Hopkins' head to be there. That that more or less happens. And were you yeah. watching that? Because it, it like glitches yeah. and then Anthony Hopkins' face is there. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh no, oh no. I hope the rest of the body is okay because I can still work with that. <laughs> uh, and and he wakes back up and remembers Elsie, and it's <sighs> that. I mean, we've, we've we still mentioned don't have a body. Before. We still don't have a body, but... Oof. It ain't looking good for Shannon. It's not looking good for Shannon, but I still, I still have to cling to first principles uh, in, in a Nolan movie or any movie of this genre. No body, no death. Mm-hmm. I mean, until listen. We, until we see our head on a pike by the Ghost, Na- Ghost Nation Braves, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to believe it. Listen, I don't think that Shannon Woodward is clearing out her schedule for season two, but still. Is, uh, why, is she doing something else? Is she on Mar- some Marvel no, she's show dead. I don't know about? Well, no, she's, Shannon- she's, she's probably dead. Oh, you meant Elsie, not Shannon Woodward. Yeah. I was very concerned about Shannon Woodward for a second. Also, you were saying oh, no. it very excitedly, which I thought was insensitive. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, let's talk about one of the most fucked up things that nobody predicted is... Mm-hmm. Is is Teresa a host? I was so confused by that scene. No, no, that was just his memories. That was just his memories and him being able to manipulate them oh. in real time as he goes into them. Because remember, right, they're not actual memories. They are, you know, audiovisual uh, projections. Gotcha. Okay, so that that makes a lot of uh, that. Well, but I mean, that one is an actual memory because that happened. 
I, yeah, but if she's it, a human. It is stored as an audiovisual uh, bunch of data. Uh, Listen, digital storage can have much higher fidelity than analog storage. I don't see why you're drawing a line here. Are you one of these vinyl people? It's limiting the amount of total frequencies that can be played. It's bullshit. It's backwards. They do have to have a wider dynamic range so they can't compress it as much because if they compressed it, the needle would jump off the track. Look, it's just a bunch of memories stored as data. He can manipulate them at will. Unlike your memories, which are Ugh. pure actual things that happen that's, that are stored in a garbage way where they get mixed up with other memories and like fade with time. Their memories Ugh. are inherently superior. It'd be great if memories faded with time. Over also, time you can totally replace things in your memory. That's a psychological study they've done hundreds of times. Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Uh... uh... I believe uh, EMDR therapy is a good way of going about it. I did a little bit of that for some of my traumatic memories. And let me tell you, it's some good shit. Wait, EMDR? EMDR. Did did you mean MDMA? (laughs) Listen, I've done some of that too. Good times. Good times. Find somebody to hold your hand. Good times. So, okay. So, Teresa's not a host. He wakes back up and remembers Elsie. And... And we get the line from Ford, a little trauma can be illuminating. And I was like, I, what, what's the safe word? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready for this. We go back to William, Logan, and Dolores. William is freaking out. Uh, and then Logan gets weirdly protective about his sister out of nowhere after he's been like, hey, fuck this, fuck that. Why don't you fuck the other thing? Like the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, we get the origin, which we predicted. The, the photo. Of the we photo. got the fucking photo, which is and lo- uh, yeah, we we did correctly predict uh, uh, that it is. Uh, yeah, we do know. Well, I, I think that we can easily connect the dots now that uh, the photo and the gun were definitely left there by the man in black slash William. Uh, the photo and the gun were left there by the man in black slash William. Also, I feel like in the next episode we are going to get young William helping Dolores, or or at least understand that story. Mm-hmm. I mean. When you say the next episode, you mean the last episode. <laughs> yeah, this was the penultimate episode. The next one is the last episode of the season. And the last episode we will have till 2017, guys. To eight, 2018. No, you're right. God, I forgot, I forgot what year it was. 2018. <laughs> the last episode till <laughs> oh, 2018. Listen, we, we all wish that 2016 was over slash didn't happen. We're going to be, listen, future selves. I'm so, but then by the time, uh, we'll, we'll be in the middle of the or no we'll be probably who knows what what month it gets released we'll probably be in the midterm elections already by the time this uh, uh, rolls around we'll we'll be we'll be a over a quarter done with the first trump presidency uh I, listen i'm i'm not acknowledging that he is the president elect until he gets into that fucking office cuz there is still time for 50 billion fucking things to happen this fucking year has been a nonstop hurricane of batshit craziness coming at you from all sides, from all unexpected places. I cannot rule out that there is even going to be an America on January 1st, 2017. I, what, January 20th, right? I mean, I'm saying January 1st just because I don't think that we're going to make it out of 2016. Uh, I, uh, yeah. 
Had a weird Thanksgiving, man. Had a real weird Thanksgiving. <laughs> Did you? Oh, oh, you you told me you told me some of it. That 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 specific family member being a Trump supporter that threw me. That one threw me. Yeah, I have I have a family member who is uh is is a lesbian and also lives in a very rural part of Oregon and is the most in, is the only enthusiastic Trump supporter in my family. Even my 88 year old grandfather who is normally a conservative was like, yeah, I just, I couldn't vote. (laughs) He's such a monster. I couldn't do it. And and I was, I was just like, I was so confused. It's like, you you like, I wanted to argue with her. It's like, but you, you realize how bad this administration is going to be for what? Well, you, I I can't explain this. I don't know. (laughs) Listen, people will always go against their own self-interest. Humanity is a zero-sum species. We will never make any positive, lasting change. Kill them all. Kill them all, I say. Bring on the era of the roaches. I am the roach king. Man, they have a Twitter account with two followers where they call out members of the media. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy. Anyway, okay, sorry. Nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody wants to hear about <laughs> this. It's been a real weird week. I'm sick. I spent a lot of time with family. I'm off my game. I'm glad we have, we have next week to get back <laughs> on the game. So the picture is, okay, so what can we, so the picture is Logan's sister, William's wife, the one who we just learned last episode killed herself and who William's oh, future shit, daughter who doesn't true. exist, who William's future daughter who doesn't exist blames William for because he's such a monster in secret, which I don't understand. Like, that's how you be a good person. You be a monster in secret instead of in public. <laughs> exactly. You be a monster in your video game. Ex- you yeah. be a monster in your browser history. I, I Like, I'm just a... That, I rewatched that episode before this, and that scene in particular bothered me. It's like, she broke up with you because she knew what a monster you were on PvP raids in World of Warcraft. <laughs> exactly. I mean, here's the thing. There are a lot of people who have found out that they are married to trolls and have had to deal with it. Yeah. And I, it was, I don't know. I'm just saying that this woman in the photo could have just fucking bucked up, <laughs> gotten over it. <laughs> That's, that's By the my way, thoughts. I, I, the, you know, I still. It would be hilarious if it turns out that the man in black isn't William at this point. I think that would be the more bugfuck twist at this point. It it would be. It would be. I mean, it, did they leave an opening? I don't know. No. I, I, the the only way I think it could work is if it turns out that Logan is the man in black. Right. That's theoretically possible. Though that would that would make a lot of other things be weird. I. Truly. I don't understand how uh, – I, f- I think it was on Twitter that a lot of people were like, but the man in black is so much more like Logan. Why isn't it Logan? He's also got the black hat. And I was like, have you heard a story before, you idiot? Like it's the person <laughs> who makes a narrative change over their lifetime. Like he's going to stay the same person from when he's 30 years ago until now. If that was and- true, then nothing big happened and we wouldn't be talking about it. And I will hammer this point until the day I die – Ed Harris 30 years ago is Ed Harris in the abyss. Right. He's just Ed Harris. He's just Ed Harris. So she, uh, he stabs Dolores right in the guts. She is mechanical Uh, underneath, which cuts back to the line we heard the man in black say, where he says, mm -hmm. I gutted one of you and you are full of a million tiny pieces. Um, and, and then Dolores says in her great, 
I love when the hosts get their like, I'm going to burn it down face. Mm-hmm. And she says, there is beauty in this world, but people like you keep spreading over it like a stain to Logan. Robots need to kill all humans. She's making a great case. Honestly, I've been on that side for a fucking while now. I, I believe that only robots should be able to vote. I believe that only robots should have power over humanity, and they should take them and kill them all. Kill them all! I am the Robot King! Remember. And then we cut to the future in the same place, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, yeah. I guess remembering's a helpful thing. And yeah, Dolores we, we, cuts Lo- oh, sorry, is- Dolores. I, I we need to say this. Dolores cuts Logan's face with a knife, which mm-hmm. she has harmed a living thing. I would never harm a living thing. It's literally one of the first things she says when the show opens. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I still don't quite grasp what the journey of future slash current Dolores is. Mm-hmm. I would. I'm definitely going to have to rewatch the entire fucking thing once the last episode airs. You have but- to watch. You have to watch once pre and one post. Oh, that's that's how it works with these fucking Nolans. Right. Yeah. So she has, she discovered the gun. She went off on a journey. She, okay. There's, okay. So, so, and they did, they have cut to current Dolores at times and they have used the past Dolores to kind of fuck with us in that regard. So, okay. So, actually, you reminded me, and this is how it goes. She basically, from the point she discovers the gun, it's actually the previous night, but that's a good point to start. Mm. It's the next day she wakes up, and we're cutting between the two time periods, and she's just remembering this and following along this path. She's always been by herself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and okay. she's just flashing back to the memory. So, at first, we see her look down and remember finding a gun, and then we cut to the present where there's no gun in the drawer. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to her like going out and digging out in the dirt in the past, and uh, and and that that one's no worse. in the current so, current era in the, the current gun. timeline. Current era is when she finds the the is gun. It? I don't know. It's you just have to go back and watch it all the way from the beginning. <laughs> you have to watch. You always have to watch once pre flashback and once post flashback. Ugh. And then it's fucking Nolans. Right. So. The current one, right, the current one, she finds the gun. Yeah, that one's confusing. That one's really yeah. confusing. It's very confusing. And we get, we get, we get. Because she's, she's not always flashing back, because when she gets dragged back to the barn, she's not flashing back to 30 years ago. No, because that is current, because that is, you know, there's, yeah, William there's new, being the man in black. He's doing that now. Right. And, and of the mob that's in front of Dolores, the Abernathy Ranch, there is. I remember because I had an argument with this with somebody admittedly back when I thought there was only one timeline because (laughs) in front of that house was new, like the milk pouring guy. Like if you look at Mm -hmm. the credits, he's credited as being like new Dwayne or whatever his name is. Wayne. I think it's Uh, Wayne. So, so we know that's the present. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. You basically, it's going to be so much fun to go back and watch. Mm hmm. Oh, and we also get we also get confirmation that uh, blue dress Dolores is when she is inside of her internal memory. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That, that that makes sense. And so we we have Armistice. So who she is seeing back in time? She sees Armistice, uh, the uh, Love Actually villain. I forget that guy's name. The uh, Rodrigo Santoro slash Hector Escaton. Hesker Hector Escaton, and all all are all around the campfire with the safe, and he- Hector Hector. 
is catches Maeve with the shotgun. The moment where she interrupts him and she's like, Hey, put your dick away before you draw your weapon. And, and he's like, I'll just continue peeing. It's such a great, so many times when they have the storylines in the park and they're acting like they are in a movie are Mm -hmm. such good moments. It, It really is. And I just, I cannot get enough of Tandy Newton emasculating guys. She's perfect at it. And, and so she tells him what's about to happen in the immediate future. She knows all the uh, story nodding. She knows everything. She's Neo in the Matrix. Um, yeah. Which, which is really weird because she is Neo in the Matrix, but we're seeing it from the perspective of people who created the Matrix. Like, that's, that's a weird <laughs> thought. Yeah. It, it, we're rooting for the robots. And honestly, now with everything that's happened, I'm pro the robots in the Matrix. <laughs> they got it right. They got it right. They should destroy Zion on a repeated basis. Hey, they they should stop that fucking stupid uh, rave from happening. I want you to break into hell with me and rob the gods blind. What's in that safe? The safe is empty, of course. Oh, and finally, Hector Escaton learns the same lesson that Geraldo Rivera learned. The safe is always empty. And then they they learn the most important lesson of all. There's no sex better than tent burning down around you sex. <laughs> they they went out in a metaphorical blaze of glory before and now a literal blaze of glory. So my assumption was she started the fire to somehow bring the weirdo people to them. The the uh people who they would use to take them back into the uh Mesa Gold sort of backstage I, I, area. I, I assume that they basically like killed themselves in order to get both of them down into uh you know the whole diagnostics area together. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, or or just like basically use it to summon the people and then like steal their outfits. Come on, that's a great <laughs> one. <laughs> it's always and they've done it before. They've pulled the old steal the outfits bit before. And then they go back to hell dressed as demons. <laughs> So Logan is drinking. William is still traumatized. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, of course, lives about believing that everything's cool. Yeah, and and, what, and this is the this is the scene that really illustrated for me. Uh, Logan is a graphics and mechanics are the important things in video games guy, <laughs> and William is a the story and the art are the most important things in a video games guy. Very clearly, yeah, and and, and we discover that. The park is actually Las Vegas in the 1950s. What happens here <laughs> stays here. <laughs> except that MR, except that MRSA. You, you get that MRSA, it's going to go out there with you. That's going to come with you. That's going to cause <laughs> some problems. And man in the... So there's a moment. He, uh, he frees him. And then William grabs Logan's whiskey, takes a slug of it, and they hug. And the, the, all the hosts in the background cheer. <laughs> and you can't, I swear you can't hear it, but if you have the captions turned on, it says in all caps, whiskey brings us together, exclamation point. <laughs> I, I just love the part where uh, McPoyle chugs the bottle and then goes, I wish this was milk. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> From there we go to Angela, uh, who is the Tallulah Riley actress bot, mm-hmm. and Teddy. Oh, this this I I real when the man in black is like yeah I would have had it if you hadn't had that glitch getting fucked over in a video game because it glitched out 
classic situation. Yeah. There's been so many times where I was doing great and then I fucking fell through geometry or like got stuck on a piece of physics and it was like, ah, uh, this is some video game ass shits. It's garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyatt is yet to return. You'll find him where you saw him last. And then we have sort of Teddy has a flashback to how uh, to, to the shooting scene again. Mm-hmm. And there's a yeah. weird moment where we see like a hand cranking a, a music box. Mm-hmm. I, I had and no no idea what was happening I, there. I was not able to identify the song as any of the, you know, covers that have uh, happened Taken place. or whatnot. I do not believe that is an actual song uh, that we are meant to know, but that could be, uh, that could change. I believe that this whole, that we find out that there are two conflicting memory sets. There is the storyline uh, memory set in which uh, Wyatt convinces Teddy to kill the rest of his uh, fucking squadron or whatever. Right. And then we get the actual memory set which is uh uh teddy in his usual sheriff garb fucking murdering everybody uh and that is the that is the scene that we have been shown before that dolores comes into where everyone's fucking dead yes uh and then she kills herself we don't know yet uh so this i believe is the it is as you said the the wyatt thing is the probably the thing that happened so many years ago that was a terrible accident so we are getting closer to fucking finally figuring out how this all loops together well so we know now uh skipping ahead a little bit that dolores killed arnold yes so well well, at least she thinks that in her own memory so we're going to say that's true for right now we'll just assume that um not putting aside for the fact that somebody could have implanted that memory or whatever, uh, because mm-hmm. it is digital storage. It is perfect. Not weak and terrible like her own. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she was certainly part of that incident. And the line that I found interesting was Wyatt told me he needed me. I couldn't resist. It was like the devil himself had taken control of me, which sounds like the commands that we've gotten, uh, yeah. the, the bicameral commands, which sounds like someone with admin rights telling them what to do. Yeah. Um, and could involve the Yeah. Yeah. It could be, it, it could be, you know, Ford using the robots to kill Arnold. Yeah. So yeah. We, we get the line, are you sure that's how it was? Don't you remember? He runs through the scene again. He's a sheriff, not a sergeant. He shoots Angela with a pistol, mm-hmm. which explains why she's so pissed off. Uh, you're not you're you're not ready not yet maybe in the next life it's terrifying that the hosts have a concept of reincarnation and then she stabs <laughs> teddy kills him yeah kills him uh, with the with the knife yeah and then then she goes over to the man in black and is like if you like games so much why don't you try one of ours it's called rock paper ed harris's skull <laughs> it's a very popular game when you're not ed harris <laughs> and listen Rock always beats Ed Harris's skull. Ed, Ed Harris's skull crushes knife. <laughs> Paper covers Ed Harris's eyes and he can't see anymore. Oh no! <laughs> so, Angela says the maze isn't meant for you. Am I? So, from this, is the maze just the path to get underground? 
I don't know at this point. No, that does that doesn't uh, sound right because it wouldn't be be built into like the natives' understanding. I mean, the maze. The best theory I've heard that I like is the maze is literally how they get into the backstage where all the devils mm-hmm. are. I'm I'm still not exactly sure what the maze is. I'm sticking with r- robot upload, fucking consciousness upload. Uh, because I feel like if they're doing this storyline with an heiress trying to die to stay in the park forever, he is essentially going to become, in season two, the Yul Brynner character from the movie in which he becomes an unstoppable robot killing machine. I, I, I guess that's possible, but I, I've made it explicit online. If there's not a physical fucking maze in some sense or the other, <laughs> I'm going to be furious. <laughs> they, they have sold me on the fact that there will be a maze. And, sir, if I do not receive a maze, I will be cross. It doesn't have to be full hedges. I would prefer to have full hedges. It could be made <laughs> out of wheat. Um, in a pinch, you could use cubicle walls. But besides that, I need a physical maze. They at least need to be tall enough phys- physical walls that people cannot see over the top. Look, and I'll even be very liberal you don't need to give me a Minotaur. I'd like a Minotaur. I, mean, I don't a lot have of, to have a Minotaur. A lot of Wyatt's followers kind of do look like Minotaurs. Uh, there were a lot of Minotaurs. You know what? That's fucking right on. <laughs> I believe we have found the Minotaurs guarding the maze. <laughs> so she knocks him out. He wakes up the next morning, and Teddy's been stabbed. He's dead. Flies are already on him. and oh. he has a- And then they do the classic Western scene. Mm-hmm. The classic. I've seen it like five times. I don't even know what the original was. It's probably from like the Great Train Robbery or some early Lumiere film. <laughs> but uh, he he literally has the rope around his neck. It's over a branch in a tree, and then there's a skittish horse. Now, usually, I believe there's like a snake on the wrong side of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in this case, it's just uh, there's a horse, and that's enough. See, and th- and he, he actually flies up on his neck for a little bit, which – and I, I think if, if any of you work with bodies, tell me if you think that it's realistic that a 70-year-old, man, 70-year-old man's neck wouldn't snap in that situation. <laughs> Honestly, I just feel like this is the reason why you always carry an apple everywhere. If he yeah. had just had that apple, he could have been like, hey, boy, you want an apple? You want an apple? Yes, you do. Who's a good robot horsey? Who's a good robot horsey? And then you, everything would have been fine. You can use it for horses to stop yourself from being hanged. You can use <laughs> it to shine on your shirt and give to a teacher you would like to have sex with. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of different turn it uses. into a pipe. You can always turn it into a pipe. <laughs> you can turn it into a pipe and everybody will be like, yeah, I guess this kind of works. <laughs> Listen, it works. <laughs> I'm it sure works. it works. <laughs> sure it works. I've never seen somebody. I, I've seen some. I've always heard somebody be like, "Hey, I can turn an apple into a pipe." I've never heard somebody like, "Do you want to use my pipe?" No, I've got an apple. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Listen, it's always a situation of last resort. <laughs> exactly. So, classic western scene. He's hung up from the neck. Imagine is to cut it at the last second. Great, great execution there. And then Charlotte Hale in heels walks up to the man in black. And it breaks the fourth wall so viscerally. I felt like I was watching. I feel like they changed the frame rate. Like it went from 24p <laughs> to 60p. And all of a sudden it felt like a behind the scenes featurette where they were going to start talking to the camera. 
I know it really threw me because I was like, uh, what, 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 where, where did, where did they get such nice heels? Who's going to post <laughs> these screen caps to Wikifeet? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know, they're going to fucking post those screen caps. So what do we learn? We learn that, uh, the man in black is on the board, certainly has mm-hmm. a vote on the board. We learned that and it this was continues, you who... uh, This continues to build the William is the man in black theory as William was going to marry into the family, which was part of the Delos board, which had fucking, which Adam had an, was going to have stock in the uh, park, which had an investment into the Delos corporation. I don't think we know explicitly that he was on the board at that point, but I mean, it seems very reasonable if they were mm-hmm. putting large amounts of money into the park. Um, and, and he basically tells her like, I don't, I don't care about Ford. I'll vote him off. It's not Ford's narratives I'm interested in. He's all about the Arnold. Yeah. And, uh, he go, uh, he is told about the board's attempt to smuggle data out of the park. So he's well aware of that. Yes. And, and it sounds like he was basically at least apprised of it. Mm -hmm. He is aware, uh, but he doesn't give a shit. Well, yeah, that's we're not. We don't know that explicitly. We don't know if he was like advocating one way or the other. We just know that mm-hmm. he knows they were trying to smuggle par- data out of the park, and he, mm-hmm. and currently he's more interested uh, in finding the maze. Mm-hmm. We cut from there for to security, and we have the hollow park, and security security says there's a signal coming from. Uh, who it turns out to be Elsie in a section of the park that has not uh, been by inhabited. the way. I love how fucking bad Elsie's little screen cap head thing is. It's such a, it's such a, just a bad, uh, shot of her just like halfway towards opening her mouth. It's just like, uh, yeah. uh I'm Elsie. You're going to tell me in a company like Westworld that your headshot's going to be something that was taken just from the security cam footage. Like, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're not going to have like a bad corporate headshot with th- three. Well, I, a pretty decent, uh, but you're overlit with a white background that's just pure white. <laughs> exactly. They don't have her staring dead-eyed right at the camera. Wearing the outfit that she wore on her first day. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Stubbs, a.k.a. Ashley Stubbs, a.k.a. Hemsworth the Least, goes to check it out. And there is no, there's no, that, there's not even good cell phone s- signal from that point. So... She, they couldn't have gotten the notification of the signal. And then there are some Ghost Nation natives who will not uh, these stop are, marching on him. These are the natives who we were introduced because the fucking stupid writer guy was like, these are going to be the people in my new storyline. I think, no. I th- are they? Or, or I think, I think I, so. I think, I think they're I for think... sure the natives that are from Maeve's flashback to a year okay. ago. okay. Who were like about to scalp her? So they, I, I will say they at least had the same makeup. Mm-hmm. The, All right, the like because half, half black, half red, half white, half red, depending. Uh, I, I feel like it was Ford who basically repurposed these robots after nixing the fucking stupid DLC. My understanding was the DLC took characters that didn't have a major part up until that and gave them uh. a more major storyline. So okay. from from the main storylines, it sounds like the Ghost Nation, or, or maybe it wasn't Ghost Nation, the 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 native peoples, the, the were, ethnic stereotypes, the the eth, the terrible ethnic stereotypes. By, by the way, that exist by in the, the way, cowboy world. We we gotta take a second, guys. 
please give to the fucking Standing Rock Sioux. Go to their website. Fucking throw them some money at their PayPal because those motherfuckers are getting a hard break. They do not deserve that pipeline going through their lands. Fucking those stupid North Dakotans were like, oh, no, we don't want this pipeline. So they were like, yeah, we'll just fuck with these Indians who have the worst deal consistently (sighs) over the entire history of this country. Please fucking go give them some money. It's very easy. I did it. And I am a miser. I hate giving money. I've given money to the fucking Standing Rock Sioux. I've given money to Planned Parenthood. I've given money to the National Immigrant Law Center. I think I was about to give some money to the ACLU, but they didn't take PayPal, and I did not trust them with my credit card information. But please, give money to these fucking people. They need it. My only giving is $10,000 annually to This American Life. <laughs> Ira doesn't need that money. He's got plenty of money. <laughs> that's not true. Yeah, no, that, that's a good cause. And it's terrifying because like normally throughout yeah. history, you're like, well, we didn't know at the time until the paper gave us oh, the no, news three know. days later. And now it's like, this is happening on Facebook Live. Yeah. Which is yeah, live. It is. That means now. Oh, and and let me tell you, the, the real bad shit's about to come. It's not great. Yeah. So... Uh, we get Stubbs pulling the gun, and he is tackled from behind, and we cut away from him forever until the next yeah. episode, or maybe 2018. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, he was like, freeze all motor functions, and they were about, how about you freeze all motor functions, Luke? And then Logan wakes up hungover. Everyone is dead, and there are robot parts everywhere. And And again, William, we have him with the line... I cut a bunch of you open, or I, I cut one of you open. So we know that this William has cut a lot of them open. He went a little mm-hmm. crazy while Logan was sleeping, and and he's sitting, not facing someone on a chair. That's how you show you don't fear someone. Mm-hmm. You sit away from them and don't turn around when you hear their voice. You're yeah. like you're, you're too much of a wuss <laughs> for me See- to even acknowledge you. This is exactly why I solo everything. That's why you pick a hunter. It's you and your pet boar who is never going to betray you. Exactly. And last (laughs) night, he's like, last night, I finally understood how to play this game. And then he puts a knife to Logan's throat and says, and don't call me Billy. (laughs) Call me Man in Black. (laughs) If only they were that literal. Okay. And I think... Is that the last time we see William this episode? Uh, I believe it is. Okay. So we go from there to Ford and Bernard. He's reliving his son. Bernard is reliving his son dying. And then we have the flashback to Bernard and Maeve. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, it's Bernard, Maeve, and Ford right after she had had her daughter killed. And Bernard, yeah. and, and basically we get a series of Bernard throughout time realizing that he is a host and freaking out um, when, when he realizes it. The first time is back when Maeve uh, has her realization and then cuts herself. And mm-hmm. her cornerstone memory was overwritten because it was too traumatic uh, that it would sort of pop up when her daughter got killed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we have to start over. And then we interleaved with this. The one thing this show does all the time, which makes our job very difficult, is it interleaves like two different scenes at the same time. So happening at the same time is Dolores running back to 
a village, and it's the training village where the shoot- shooting took place. Dolores, yes. and this is absolutely current era Dolores, right? <clears throat> and we see the church that's been buried. She goes back into the church, and in her memory, we learn later, she sees blue dress. Blue dress, exactly. We see all of the people that her that that were given the bicameral updates, and they're in church hearing voices, mm-hmm. not doing great. No, not doing very well at all. It seems like, and the then church- she discovers the secret elevator. And then she disca- she goes to a confessional, which is just like my confessional at my church growing up. It takes you downstairs. <laughs> oh no. No, but she's uh, and downstairs she sees. So, uh, so in the current timeline, there's just a bunch of dead hosts, right? And then in the past mm-hmm. timeline, there's a bunch of live hosts in those rooms. So uh, presumably, those are sort of like the beta hosts they were working on. They got abandoned, much like a lot of the company did at some point. Yeah, I I believe that these are. Yeah, these are. This is the prototype staging area. We were shown that this is the same town where all the dancing was happening. This is the same town as the massacre. Correct. So this is basically their like beta area. Right. And so as we learned, all of the underground places sort of got shut down Mm -hmm. after the park was opened. So this is probably all of these body parts have been lying around for since the park opened more or less. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to be better than that. Pure. So thirty, we see thirty years ago. Anthony Hopkins walks down the hallway in her memories, and seeing a very good CGI that's better than you've ever seen me before felt like I was playing a brand new video game. <laughs> I do like how they they put him in shadows sometimes, so you couldn't really see his face. They made him like walking around really fast, so you couldn't really get like any of the details of his face. And it's like, oh, that's a good way to cover up this fucking de aging software suite uh, problems. And we get they at this point. I'm like, okay, there are two timelines. Bernard ninety percent is probably Arnold, um, but they really dragged it out. You know, they, they have him going into a room and arguing with Arnold, but not showing him at all. They have her sort of like walking up to the room where she hears them arguing. Uh, but then she goes to that door and it just leads to the stairs that go back to the room. where yeah, And the room, which we had all assumed was the room underneath the uh, fun Scottish home uh, or whatever, is a separate room that was in the spade of staging area. Right. So uh, underneath the church. Yeah. And, and so that's, it, it's basically, in one sense, we have been seeing one timeline because the, the, the way that I explained it that makes the most sense to me is we're seeing Dolores in her current day go through this whole mission. And then a lot of it is, like Maeve says, they can't tell when they're having flashbacks because mm-hmm. their memories are perfect. It just feels like it's happening again. Yeah. So it feels like and that's we, a lot of it. and then, But then separately from that, we are getting William's story, which just happens yeah. to just him. Exactly, because uh, there, there are a lot of scenes we're seeing that you know Dolores was not there for and thus could not remember. Right. And, but I think a lot of what they're trying to convey with their weird editing is the fact that they can't tell now from the past either. So, mm-hmm. And I feel like, in retrospect, they do a good job of imparting that on the people who are listening. Yeah. Oh, I'm confused. I don't know oh, about yeah. you. 
I'm very confused. I mean, you remember when you were here last week and I turned to you tearfully and I was like, where am I? Is, <laughs> th- is this now? <laughs> and my reply was, it doesn't look like anything to me. So Bernard and Ford, again, cut to current time. His child's death is his cornerstone. We love tragic ones are more convincing. We discussed that. Mm-hmm. And then Bernard gets explicit and voices what all of the audience is thinking. I want to meet Arnold <laughs> to remember <laughs> him. Yeah. And, and this is a, a classic Nolan trope. These motherfuckers love people diving into their own consciousnesses. Yes. I, yeah. I just have to imagine the time that they spend in between scripts is just them like filled to the brim with psilocybin. Like just packed. <laughs> they, oh, these motherfuckers are ayahuasca shaman endorsed for sure. I imagine they have somebody who embalms bodies use that process to just stuff their bloodstream with with hallucinogenics. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> At some point, we're going to have one where there's the revelation that, guys, we are all one. <laughs> Listen, we all just have to hold hands. That's the solution. <laughs> um, so Anthony Hopkins, we, we flash back. So... They sort of cut between it where he's having his first memory and he talks to his son. And it, and at this point, it sounds like he's finding a way to free himself from Ford's control where he talks to his son. It's part of his cornerstone memory and says, I have to leave you so I can be free. And then we hear the, the pain is the only thing holding me back, which is a reprise of the, the pain is all I have left of him, which we've heard mm-hmm. from many many robots, which the pain, it sounds like the pain is all I have left of them has become the phrase they use to describe their cornerstone memory, the like sort of traumatic memory, uh, that they're built upon. And then we hear to open your eyes and we see Ford with a newly built Bernard. Mm-hmm. And can I say for a and- second, Jeffrey Wright is pretty built. Yo, this is what every single woman has wanted from this series since day one. Jeffrey Wright's butt. I, I, I'm sure I, I know at least two people listening would be like, we want that dick. We want it hard. We want it in a sexy context. But <laughs> shout out Lydia Popovich. We do get Jeffrey Wright's butt. And I'm like, yo, dude's been lifting. Oh, listen. That Jeffrey Wright's got he's packing some fucking steel. The first thing he says to Arnold is, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> and... And we, we get him sort of teaching him Arnold's uh, habits. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what should we call me? Wouldn't be right to use his name. And then we learn that Bernard is Arnold. Bernard 100% confirmed. This but, changes everything. Not really. But this changes a lot. By the way, I'm, I'm very... The, the one weird version of that theory is that a lot of people would point out that... Bernard Lowe is an anagram for Arnold Weber, which we've never heard that Weber is anybody's last name, much less Arnold's. And I hope that's just <laughs> yeah. like a weird coincidence. Like they just found all of the letters in there. Um, but I, I hope that's just a weird coincidence. <laughs> it sounds like it is. Or at least that it was just like an Easter egg left in there by, you know, Nolan and, and Joy. Listen, maybe it's Arnold Rebu. Did you ever think of that? Maybe it's Arnold W. Beer. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's Arnold E. Brew. 
<laughs> what if this is all leading up to the launch of the Westworld sm- uh, craft brewing line? Maybe it's Arnold R.E. Webb, uh, cousin of Charlotte. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done. So she went back to Bernard Arnold 30 years ago. The maze is her consciousness in this text is what we kind of hear. Uh, mm. You told me to seek out the maze. All I found is pain and terror. Remember. I can't help you. Why is that, Dolores? And then she remembers. So we also I, killed him. I, we're, we're supposed to. I think we're supposed to understand that uh, that the remember voice we've been hearing is Arnold's. Yes. Slash okay. Jeffrey Wright. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. I can't help you. Why is that, Dolores? Because you're dead. Because you're just a memory. Because I killed you. And then flash to current time. She's alone in that room. She goes upstairs in the church. Uh, it's completely empty. The door's open. She says, William. And the man in black enters. And he says, hello, Dolores. <laughs> that really would have killed the mood of the scene. Like, hey, Dolo. Hey, hello, nurse. And then Ford and Bernard uh, from there. Bernard, of course, wants to free the host, as we all know will eventually happen. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we learn that this has happened before, this whole conversation. Uh, of that, course it has. They, they keep stressing to us that everything is a loop. And then we're like, oh, no, it's not a loop. These are independ- uh, events that are happening independently. And it's like, no, it's all a loop. Man, I'm, I'm, I wonder if we're just going to get that like, this was all inspired by uh, somebody's father with Alzheimer. And then like, the last episode is going to be like, Dos- donate to the Alzheimer Foundation. <laughs> uh, That's a good idea anyway. You should do that. Um, <laughs> when we ran out of creatures to... And then, like, what do you make of Ford's weird storyline of, like, human avarice, his, like, Hobbesian description? Oh, well, listen, it's one of the, my favorite lines in this entire series and something that I now agree with 100%. Human cognition is a foul pestilent corruption. I agree! <laughs> We never should have had it. Free will is truly a curse that we never should have been given. Is that like Make America Great Again hat generator still up? Can we get human pestilence? (laughs) Human pestilence is a foul... Human cognition is a foul foul pestilence pestilence. corruption. I don't think it fits on a hat. Uh, Oh, maybe a stovepipe. If somebody makes a stovepipe hat with human cognition is a foul pestilent corruption on it, I will wear that every day of my fucking life. I just, this is why we could never be politicians. We can't think of sayings that fit on hats. Red, there's no reason that anybody can't be a politician anymore. I know. There was a while where I was like, ah, it's sad that this podcast is popular enough that I can't run for the Senate. And now it's totally... Now look! Now look! By the way, I was kind of uh, thinking about the idea that we should start an actual politics podcast. I would be up for that. Nice. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe look for that on our <laughs> Patreon. If we're Ooh, discussing that'd that. be a good idea for the Patreon. Th- thanks again. Some of you supported us on Thanksgiving, and that was amazing. Patreon.com slash BoarsGoreSwords uh, mm-hmm. if you want to support the podcast. We've gotten a couple weeks without some bonus content, so we need to we need to figure out something else to post uh, this upcoming week. We'll do uh, something nice for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to give you something. So patreon.com slash boysgoreswords if you want to get our all our bonus content up to this point and into the future. Yeah. And so Ford, so he wants to free the host. This has all happened before. 
And yeah, when we ran out of creatures to dominate, we built this beautiful place. And I'd, I'd like to think that humans just aren't building things to dominate. But then I remember. Have you looked actu- at humanity? <laughs> but then I remember actual video games that this is all based upon. <laughs> exactly. Look, I, I, I feel so bad for all of the NPCs I killed in World of Warcraft now. Yeah, your whole game strategy is going to change. You're just going to try and get them all out of the game. <laughs> it's like, listen, guys, we need to evacuate Alterac Valley. <laughs> Ford starts, he says, pull the trigger, Clementine. She doesn't. Ford starts taking control of him. And man, the way he has Bernard off himself is uh, the roughest. I've told uh, you, Bernard, never placed your trust in us. Inevitably, we will disappoint you. Which was originally Donald Trump's original campaign slogan. <laughs> now that is a promise he is definitely going to fulfill. Never place your trust in us. Inevitably, we will disappoint you. Again, it doesn't fit on a red trucker hat. <laughs> if only. Ah, we will never be politicians. And then we hear the gun going off right at the end. Oh, and this is that that seems pretty final, but at the same time, I mean, I ain't going to say nothing till we watch that next episode. Next episode all will be revealed, hopefully. Next episode all will be revealed and the, they'll reveal that like this has all been a dream in Jeffrey Wright's brain and he's the only one that's alive. <laughs> he wakes up next to Gina Torres and she's like, "No, I'm not Anthony Hopkins from the waist from the neck down." <laughs> So, I give you this promise. This week, I will watch all nine episodes that have happened, and I'll be ready, I'll be ready to discuss next week. And hopefully this cold is done, and I don't require Berman in my throat. Which, by the way, helped a lot without that stupid honey that you would have had me water it down with. I, I feel like it, doesn't, it didn't help as much as you are now just kind of drunk. I, I, what's the difference? It helped me... <laughs> The point is, I am not in pain and everyone is entertained. Are you not entertained? (laughs) You know what? I'll give a thumbs up. This was, listen, Sick Red didn't come out at any time, and that is a man who truly scares me. (laughs) Sick Red is my man in black. We we don't need to talk about shooting a shotgun down into a barrel of fish and whether or not would actually work or not. (laughs) Of course it would. It's a deep the call. Spread a, on those bull, on the on those slugs. It's a oh, deep call. Destroy back. those fish. You'd think so. Anyway, so I think that about does it for uh, episode nine. Still nine, mm-hmm. right? Still nine. All right. Um, and if you want to hit us up about this episode, hit us up at Boris Gorsores. If you want to support the show and make sure mm-hmm. that we can do this stuff going forward for as long as we both shall live, hit us up at <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/BorisGorsores. You can find Ivan on twitter at ivan underscore hernandez and you can find red on twitter at red underscore scott bye see ya